tonight. Rob Holding makes Mustafi eat his shit while Troy Deeney makes jail wives of Arsenal's midfield. We talk about shitting the bed, unsuccessfully attempt to use the word penetrative, and chat about Petacek's hamstring going pink. All this and more tonight on another Ask Brothers Rankcast. Well, we are back. The Ask Brothers are back after what seems like forever. Seems like a long hiatus for us, but it's, it's really probably only been two weeks. I think it's weeks. Two, two games we've missed, is it, Toby? And we actually recorded one of them. Which I think I might actually get out in the uh, in the ash, in, in the international break. I might put out the one that we recorded and didn't actually end up getting time to edit and get out. So to our, our many, many listeners all around many. the world. Many. Multiple. More than one listeners all around the world. Uh, we're really, really sorry we didn't get those out to you. Just a, a bit of a mental month where, where life won, Toby. Life won. Life did win. Like Arsenal are on a winning streak, Tobes. Yeah, and maybe some correlation with life. It basically being shit, but still kind of coming out on top. I feel my life was better last year and Arsenal were worse. So maybe the key is, in fact, that, you know, I have to be worked like a cunt within an inch of my life and then sick as a dog. And if those things happen, then uh, Arsenal are going to get up, mate. They're going to get up. They're going to win. It's a sacrifice you need to make. <laughs> just like James mate, McNicholas and his health. Very much. I was just going to say that, you know, James takes a lot of hits for the team, a lot of hits for the Arsenal team, a lot of pain. Whereas... Uh, you know, so far this week, I have once shit my pants and once shit the bed, thanks to this sickness. So, really, living living it up, mate. Living it up big time. The pooing of the bed was not was not a great experience, I must admit. But, you know, I don't know that our listeners need to listen to that so much. I, I wonder, your wife has standards and it, it fascinates me, her ability to bypass her standards to be with you i know i know it's a it's an enigma wrapped in a question wrapped in her calling me a dickhead constantly (laughs) so (laughs) listeners you have to excuse my voice it does sound like i've sucked a number of dicks but i haven't Uh, i'm just really unwell tobes i thought maybe we would just get the elephant in the room out of the way really fast because Every single podcast this week has banged the Ramsey drum to within an inch of its life. I just want to really quickly get your take on it. Not too long, just a bit of a snapshot on what you think is going on at the club, what you think the plan is, and what you think the repercussions to what's going on are going to be in the immediate future. Not long term, not future of Arsenal. I just want to know what you think is going on, what you think is going to happen with the squad moving forward, let's say, up until January. Let's just get it off the table. Let's tear this Ramsey Band-Aid. Well, fuck me. You've just fired about 11 questions at me and expected me to remember. It's all really one question. But basically, I'm over it, and I'm and I'm sick of the shoehorning of him in the squad to the detriment of, of Ozil and them cancelling each other out. So... We've repeated ourselves at nauseam over that. The contract is off the table. 
So basically, we don't have to shoehorn him into the team anymore. He hasn't exactly covered himself in glory. Um, you know, whether it's entirely his fault because it's out of position, maybe. But out of that particular position, it has not worked. So suck it up, Buttercup, and work hard as a number eight. Or bench and allow Urzel to be in his rightful uh, habitat. Do you think this is an Unai Emery decision? Do you think this is a board decision? Do you think this has something to do with maybe him being one of that kind of Gazidis gang and Gazidis moving on, maybe being the final the final nail in the Ramsey coffin? Or do you really think it is just based on performances? I wouldn't know. All of those things make sense. Um, there's no reason on current performance to keep going with that particular approach. Um, and Emery has already shown once, um, was it the Chelsea game that he dropped him for after the City performance? He's already shown that he's got a set of balls and he's not going to, he's not going to pander to these guys. You know, he, he dropped Rambo the next week. He dropped Ozil because of the dispute in training. Um, so it seems a little bit odd that, you know, he's stuck with those two for what the last four games now. Um, so it could, it could point to some influence from the board or from, um, from Gazidis. I I don't know, but he was the first to be hooked. And I think maybe that's significant because it, it certainly changed the game. Look, I've got a little bit of a theory. I just want to throw past you. And it's called the sexless marriage theory. Well, I should know all about that theory. (laughs) No, but your marriage isn't one of convenience, Toby. There's no quite reason for why anyone would be married to either of us. The sexless marriage (laughs) theory, right? Yeah. Where someone is is wed to someone in a non-boning relationship. So neither party is really getting gratified. But there are external reasons for why this relationship needs to continue. Well, Ramsey's been fucking us, you know, but maybe maybe we've not been fucking him. Mm. He's definitely not been giving head. I will tell you that much about our Aaron. Mm. Definitely. But my reason for saying that is it's kind of felt to me for a while that we need to play Aaron so that someone will want to pay for him in January. In January. Yeah, correct. So we can get something. Correct. And Aaron needs to play so a good club will actually come in for him and he can maximise what his his potential value is by either getting out of Arsenal at a cheap cost mm. or staying on having a Bosman. So he actually needs to play more than him. we need to play him. I actually think both of us, both parties, need to come to some kind of an, an agreement that we understand that you need to play you understand that we actually quite need you to play as well. It's a uh, a Mexican fucking dance-off. Mm. Dance-off? Stand-off. It's a Mexican stand-off. Mm. Right? It is not a breakdancing competition playing out in with the first Maracas. 11, which isn't fun. Yeah. And I think that maybe Emery has looked at this run of games, this run of home games, and just thought, fuck it, I think we can get through. Mm. Well, this, I think well, we can this, get through this it. is where your insane theory from weeks ago comes into play because he's actually giving himself enough rope to hang himself with. He's like, you want to be a fucking Galactico? You want to play as a bloody nine and a half? Go fucking do it. Because this run of games, this Freedom 24 or whatever it is, 
is... <laughs> Trailer Park Boys reference. Yeah. Um, you know, you're right. You know, they're, it's like playing, not your second string, because that's a bit unfair, but, you know, this is a run of games that we said that we should be taking close to maximum points from if we want to take... That a, you would think that we could get away with a lot we, we could maybe get away with not being completely balanced. That's my theory, is that Arsenal need Aaron for the time being to maximise Aaron's worth, mm. because if he's not playing, his worth will go to nothing. And Aaron needs Arsenal, because if he gets benched and just sits there or kicks up a fuss or goes full Pogba, mm. right? Oh, we'll just fucking sell him to Man U. Haven't all of those signings done really well for him? Anyway, that was about as much airtime as I wanted to to give it, the only last part of that question, that long convoluted question I gave you, Toby, Mm. was about just a prediction for what's going to happen until January. Based on what I just said about how we kind of can't not play him and and he kind of can't not play. So how's this going to play out? I I would play him as a bloody eight. No, you're not. It's so fucking dumb. You're going to pull Jack... You're going to pull Jacker... Right, who we Emery has basically put the house on. Mm. Right, well, it's he not going to happen for the eight. Then, well, he, he won't get in the team. But look, this is what I think. This is what I think. I think he's got to get pulled out of the first team. I think the first team's got to get given to Mezov, and I think Aaron needs to be sat down and said, "Aaron, you're going to play two games a week, and we're going to use you off the bench in the first team." Or the other option, I think, with Rambo is is exactly right from what from what you just said and that's you know we do stick with Xhaka and if we're a goal down and we don't need that defensive cover because we're going to go and chase the game then you bring him on and you utilise his attacking sense but from deep because it's not fucking working in a 10 so in the meantime you say to him Aaron I'm going to give you the captain's armband in Europa you're still an important player to us we're going to give you the captain's armband in Europa. We're going to give you the captain's armband in Carabao Cup, FA Cup, the lot. Yeah. We understand that you don't want to be here. We want to get the best possible amount out of you. But in the first team, this balance isn't working. Yeah. Right? We want to bring a Wobi into the team. We want to bring that guy into the team. Okay. Right? That's the only way yeah. it makes sense for me, the only way it can be handled from, from this point. The question is, is, is that the way it's going to be handled? Or are we going to see... Rambo and Urzel and Aubameyang and Lacazette line up exactly the same next week at Fulham. Mm, God. Well, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Because that's but... very Arsene Wenger for me. That I'm like getting fucking, you know, yeah. mem- memories of, you know, yeah. arguments Twitches, and, yeah. and things all going of, all on. All of yeah, the debating and, and it just ends up exactly And it just ends up same. being the same fucking eleven, you know, despite all the debating. Yeah, yeah. So, we're happy to put a pin in that, yeah? Yep. Stick a fucking line through it. Stick a fork in it. I'm done. All right, mate. Um, Straight into the Watford game, Toby. Finished 2-0. Nil all in the first half. Pretty dire first half. What did you think? Oh, I actually thought it was, at one point, I thought, fucking, this is great. Like, I thought it's an end-to-end prem game. You know, Watford were going for it. They're... Big bullies up front, four four two, fucking bit old school. Four four fucking you know, two, bit old school in you know English, you know smashing cunts. Um, and I thought it was really end to end. You know, it was um, it was quite exciting. You know, we're defensively flawed. 
you know, they're a really high press, you know, they were having knockdowns from Deeney, bringing Hughes into the game. I don't even know who he was before the game, but he played well. Um, you know, Gray as well was, was pretty impressive. Um, he was good. He impressed. He impressed me more than he had impressed me before. Gray. Yeah. I always thought he was a bit. I always thought he was a bit lightweight. But no. he was a. He was difficult no, he was to deal with. Um, Mustafi had issues with him all game, but yeah. we'll 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 tear that we, kind of part we, later. We will tear him a new a hole. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no. Look, I actually thought it was a pretty good um, first half, and then the last fifteen minutes, we either pooed our pants or they turned the screw, or a little bit of both. And I had a note that the game was like contracting and retracting the whole way through where it would open up a bit. Yeah, it would open up and you'd be like, man, this is so open. Mm. And then Watford would completely shut down the middle of the path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and push us out and, wide. And, and, then and we push us out wide and we would, yeah, we would go crossing. into this like, yeah. again, Arsenal twitches of like side to side, mm. back to front. Sterile you fucking know, domination. Back to the keeper, yeah. sterile possession. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about fucking PTSD, mate. Oh, fuck yeah. But the, the one thing, though, and, and this is this is where we have to factor it in, if Laka scores two, three goals in the first, you know, few minutes, the whole game's different. And that's 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 the thing. And, and maybe we'll get to that later because of our valuation of the players, but it needed to be said. I think generally I don't look at games. I try not to look at games as in what could have happened if I, I tend to try and look at games as in what was in front of us, mm. you know, because uh, I, I reckon in almost every premier league game, uh, some of, there was a stat that came up the other day talking about this, the XG spread, mm. the XG spread in the premier league is like, is less than a goal, less than one, one point something XG per game yeah. difference between team A and team B. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the scores are often much bigger. So I look at most premier league games and think like, ah, oh, you know, if those chances had have gone in, you mm. know, if, if, if any team had have gone in. Overall, Toby, were there any things, before we sort of get down to the main talking points of the game, guys, we're going to do a bit of an express express um, podcast tonight. We're going to try and rattle through it and talk less shit because uh, Toby's about to get sick and I'm pretty unwell. Toby, any um, of the team selection things that, surprised you at all and when you saw holding Mustafi's names put up together did you either retract your anus back inside you or let just a little bit of poo out neither neither I I, I was comfortable with it because I knew Socrates I looked at that and thought it was a fucking horror partnership horror partnership for me oh uh, well look you know Socrates Socrates whatever um, I knew he was either out anyway or just underdone enough to, to rest him. We don't have any other fucking centre-backs, so there wasn't actually any reason. Doesn't mean you can't still be fucking well, worried about the fact you're putting out the staff in the less likely to let out poop because it was just so a toad so you know? It was full, you know, it was to be expected. So, you know, and I was kind of excited to see holding, you know, I... I I wanted something different, so it was good. I just saw those two and just thought Troy Deeney's gonna make you his fucking jail wives. Yeah, you know, yeah. both of you, yeah. both you. He's gonna walk off the pitch, and each of them will be holding his pockets. Yeah, and their buttholes, and <laughs> and mainly Mustafi though, as a bearded jail wife, I would be. <laughs> I was more concerned with, but 
back to my reasoning for not being too worried. I wanted to see Holding. And it's not because I wanted him to be with Mustafi. I just wanted to see him because it's he gives him an opportunity to play his way into the team. And I think that's exactly what he did. And I guess were you surprised by the lack of a Wobi breaking into the team? Yes. With all of the Ramsey conjecture, yes. did you, like most Arsenal fans, think, I think Wobi's going to start? I think it was a full PTSD Wenger era moment. I was just, I was sitting there going, oh my God, what the fuck? You know, is this is this how it is again where you've got a favourite 11 and you just stick with it, you know? So, Awobi, obviously excellent in um, in midweek, as was Welbeck. That guy. Um, you know, and Rambo, pretty shite the last couple of games. And, and as we've discussed at Nauseam, just affecting the balance of the team in a negative way. He hasn't been able to come up with anything to justify, um, you know, his selection in that position. And, it, you know, he... He's, he's in tight spaces, he's in a heavy press, he's in the wrong areas of the pitch. He's just not in the space that he likes to affect a game or that complements his attributes. So He obviously thinks that... He's a striker. Is, he's Ibrahimovic. No. Look, I'm going to give him just the, the tiniest bit of slack, right? Just, just, a, just, a, just a smidge of slack. Yep. Right? And that's because I don't think at any point in his career he's ever played in a 4-2-3-1 or a 4... In the fucking number 10, where he is the number 10. He's played 4-2-3-1 because right, like, that was Wenger's preferred. Like, in a 4-3-3... Yeah, but he didn't play in that... He, he didn't play I'd in play that 10. I played on the fucking right a of a 4 2 3 He doesn't want to play on... He doesn't want to play on that. My point was... Well, that's I why he can get... You, I think that if you play a 4-3-3... Right? A 4-3-3 suits Ramsey better. So do I. Or, or if you play three at the back... So do I. I, I, think, I think you can find a spot for In him. In fact, so I'm a gonna, 4 3, I'm gonna three, give him that. I would be more than happy, but there is no Ozil in a 4-3-3. Three, three. Again, it's another point about Ozil and what you do with Ozil and Ramsey going rogue fucking anyway from anywhere. I was quite happy last year. We've already last, spoken about him too much. I was quite much. happy last year. Ramsey on the right... Jackie on the left of a four three three, I would I would have been fine with that. Fucking Jackie is the fuck out of that West Ham team already. Yeah, he ain't getting back in. <laughs> he's he's gone. Ever since they got rid of Jackie, they've looked a million. Although times they changed better. their formation, they changed. That's what I mean. Uh, no, no, they've changed their formation. It doesn't include Jack. They're fucking playing Mark Noble for fuck's sake. Yeah, because of his passing attributes, so he could fit. I, well, I, Jackie, I would say Jackie isn't as good passer as. I read Mark a Noble. really good um, football three six five article on that, and it was an opportunity to absolutely slate. Jackie, but it, it wasn't. They they've introduced like Declan Rice or something, someone as a as a holding midfielder. So basically, they didn't have enough numbers in that central midfield position, and Pellegrini has introduced an extra player into that rather than. So Jack's gone. Well, he's injured, but he's he's playing Rice as a holding role, and then. And then Noble is... So Jack is only going to get back into that team. No, well, you didn't let me finish. And then Noble is this pseudo sort of Pirlo passing role. So that's where Jack could um, could slot in again. And there's... How old old is Mark Noble? Like old or... Like not that old. 31, old enough to make us feel old. 
because yeah. we saw him when he was a kid crying when they got relegated. Wow. Talk about a tangent. Talk about a tangent. Welcome to the West Ham United podcast. Oh, the hammer do. time. We love football. We do. We do. Okay, well, let's fucking rip in Toby to the, uh, to, I guess, the first half talking points. Oh, only other thing, just quickly, Kalasnak back on the bench. Can only be a good thing for Arsenal. Mineral I didn't notice that. That makes me happy as fuck. Yeah. So I would imagine Kalasnak will play against fucking... Who are we playing again? We're playing in Azerbaijan. Some fucking far reached eastern like block. Reg, rag bag. Mm. Gra- graggle. Graggle. Graggle bag? Rab, rabber grag. I don't know. Some hammer. Wait, I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up. I'm talking. Country. Talk while I find it. Just fill it with content. Good, good job, Toby. That was some good content filling. What the hammer and sickle gag, or the fact that I took a drink and didn't say? The fact say that you it. said nothing after I said, "Can you fill what with content while I look at who we're playing?" Uh. But. <laughs> Apologies. Dickhead. Meow, 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 I told you it was Ragbag. Carabag. Isn't Carabag the sponsor? No, that's Carabao. Carabao. Yes. Amazing content being brought to you, as always. Toby, first half, first talking point. Lacazette, fall over, son. Please. Yeah. Fall over. Just hit the fucking deck. Um, but I've got I, no issue but, with that. But can 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 I completely discredit what I just said? I really love that he didn't go down, and uh, it's only bull- the bullshit. Con- I fucking thought it was ridiculous that he didn't go down. Okay. The amount of content, the amount of contact was huge. Was huge. But you have to credit his desire for trying to get that ball <sighs> and wanting to score. But I think it's a I, th- I it think it's dark. a lack of football. I think it's a lack of football intelligence. I'm not one who likes to see a non-contact dive. No, but I think that if you are, if you're being pulled back, there are, or you there are ways you of staying chopped. on your feet. Yeah, there are ways of staying on your feet and turning around to the ref and being like, the fuck. The fact that he just completely goes on with it and ends up on like some ridiculous stretch, like all power to him. Man, yeah, but fuck, this is the Premier League. When every other cunt out there is cheating, you need to blatantly when there's no contact. You need to. I think it's like second time in two weeks. Awobi did it a week ago as well. Yeah, well, we, where he got pulled, we're too nice. Down. But but I mean that, that's what I love about our team. So anyway, bollocks. No, no, no. I love the I love the realness of it. I don't love the fact that we shoot ourselves in the foot and make it harder because of our you know, desire to play within a certain spirit, you know, that's that's remnants of the I mean fuck. The if if Perez doesn't dive against Portsmouth in the Invincibles, there are no Invincibles. I always go back to that point. And but for me that's that's you know, because I'm such a oh, I don't know, like a senile old fuck in that way, Ooh. it's it for me it tarnishes it. That pop that that Pompey that Pompey dive where we were one nil down, you know, just before the end, it sickened me back then, you know, and I should probably get over it, but it, it did. I, I reckon you should probably get over it, mate. Mm. I've got the poster on my wall. Mm. You know, I've got that poster at home when I got pissed at that auction and 
it was a silent auction. There was someone who I didn't like who kept bidding and I kept bidding and bidding and bidding and paying like a million well, how did dollars. You, know you didn't like him if it was silent. Silent as in you're not in a room. You're still walking up and writing your name on it. So every time you go there, there's some guy called Jeff and you see Jeff walk back. You're like, fuck you, Jeff. Fucking Jeff. He wasn't gear off, was Jeff. he? No, he wasn't gear off. Okay. Right. Um, uh, to our listeners, gear off is what I called a guy called Jeff when I was about 17 after reading his name badge. <laughs> <laughs> not my brightest of moments. Uh, Toby Lacazette, after the penalty, produces what is probably one of the worst strikers misses you're going to see this year. Pretty much fucked it up. Oh, it was pretty horrible. Imagine a, imagine a Theo back in the day, all of the vitriol he would have got from something like that. Um, Theo never would have missed. Theo never would have missed that. No. He'd have put that little thing. He'd have put that. Theo never even would have got there because he would have smashed that across the face finish there. That 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 far post. I shouldn't. I shouldn't finish. have given you an opportunity for some Theo noshing off. He's playing really fucking well at Everton. A few guys, Everton fans, who drink in the bar, who are really starting to get into him. Mm. Mm. No, I, I enjoyed watching him this week. But anyway, let's let's stay let's stay on our pod, not the Theo loving society. Um, yep. But which we'll be bringing you on Thursday night <laughs> on our uh, what's it called Patreon or whatever. What's the what's the fucking paid pa- Patreon? Pa- it's not the pan- It's not the fucking <laughs> Pantheon, you idiot. <laughs> Listen to our paid podcast for the Theo and Dat Guy Loving Society. We'll even throw in some Jack Love in there as well. Oh. Basically, all the people who most of the Arsenal fans seem to not like, we like. Yeah, we're just uh, we're loyal to our own detriment. Um, we are, mate. So, pretty the... terrible miss from Lacquer. Yes. And in my opinion, he actually hasn't had his shooting boots on for a couple of weeks. I know he cunted that one last week. Yeah, but, but that was but prior that was to an that. absolving... Um, strike of a otherwise bit of a wayward performance. Um, look, the only thing I was that I could say is because of the angle that he comes in on, it's just leaning towards hitting that dink with the slight instep, which is taking it away from that far post. So that's the only thing that I'm that I'm saying. See, I don't know if the dink was on there. Did he even you need know, to dink? So- I didn't think he needed to dink. I thought that you could have just slid, like, stand the I mean, keeper up, Lack, kick Lack aside, a, and slide uh, in. A good finish on him. He could have opened his body up and bent it around. Well, I don't know that I remember that many of those finishes that Lacquer hits. When I think about Lacquer in his finishes, I think about those kind of angular curled shots into side netting. You know, he's got a bit of a thumper. And just concept, sort of like... Yeah, I don't style, know that it? I've seen Lacquer hit that many of those kind of one-on-ones where you're looking at him. You know, when Sanchez would go through one-on-one and you would just go, go. It's yeah. just a goal. Yeah. Like, you, you just knew it was a goal because that was his... That was one of his types of finishes that he had. Mm. Cunt. Fucking cunt. Eat shit. He didn't even cunt. make the match day squad. Eat shit, you fucking dropped cunt. Fucking cry on your five hundred thousand pound a week pillow, you fucking And your Labradors. You fucking Labrador cunt. Tobes, another really slow start from Arsenal. What are your thoughts? 
yeah, whether or not this is a, a, a tactic or or whether this is something that I don't know is is look, built of emory. What look, what were you what, look, we, we, what we, are your thoughts? We build into a game. the 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 main thing is is that we are not losing. So we might have these periods of time where we play like shite, but we're not conceding as much. The only caveat to that statement is you know the the amount of goals we're opportunities we're allowing is is pretty alarming but we're just not conceding the same amount so i don't know i'm not going to go all alarmist on it because something is working you know we're finding a way i just feel that even though we're exposed there's just something different and even if it's even if it's just a tiny bit more midfield cover than, than how it used to be. I, I think that's what it is. There was talk that Emery was on the sidelines screaming at Xhaka and Torreira to get deeper. Yeah. To stop moving so far up the pitch. Yeah. You know, wanting them to, to sit and protect. Now, whether that was because, you know, he was fearful about the knockdown in between the lines or, or the fact that um, Mustafi was, was getting uh, was getting ass fucked every time the ball went up. The knockdown was I, huge I, for them. Dini, well, I don't Dini think, was I don't a think monster. Ma, I don't think Mustafi won a challenge. No. I know Holding did. Yeah. I've got his stats here. But, mm. I mean, Mustafi didn't win a fucking a challenge. All he did was just foul and mm. foul and foul and climb up the back of guys. Mm. And, you mm. know, they were good, Watford. No, look... I, look I, don't, they... I don't want to take a single thing away from Watford. Mm. No, look, look, they, they were. And, and let, let's bring it back slightly to your you know to your question or where we were going with Lacazette you know he had three opportunities early on you know that really could have dictated how the first half went and then after that period where we were wasteful I feel that we kind of lost some confidence and they kind of grew in confidence because you know we we didn't we didn't take our advantage when it was there and we got opened up a couple of times you know, we would miss an opportunity and they would charge up the other end. You know, there would be like a knockdown or, or something like that. And Watford pressed the shit out of us as well. They pressed the fuck one, out of us. And 100% won the midfield battle. Yes. Excellent point. Let's expand on that. A lot of people gave Xhaka and Torreira really high points for this game. No. I mean, Xhaka got, got huge high points from people. In the, in the Twitterverse, you know, because again, when you look at his stats, he's responsible for like 20 something percent of Arsenal's overall passes. Mm. He didn't really have a fuck up. A lot of oh, people he had banging a few, the drum. A few fuck ups. A lot of people banging the drum about Torreira as well. I, 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 look, he didn't have high profile fuck ups. Look, I like right? Torreira's doggedness in, in this game, and there were times where I was like, yes, we, we've got we've got our Kante finally. There were times where he got banked that's where the but ball. that's where i was heading towards max so but I, anyway i'm gonna i'm gonna drill into that later on what okay. i wanted to talk about what what that point was about i guess was more about the fact that they if the game was lost anywhere for arsenal it was in the midfield it was it was in the middle decore was it decore and kapu decore and kapu fucked the shit Smashed out of us if the you shit. if you want to talk about jail wives we would have to put Xhaka and Torreira in there. Oh, they're in a gang. Fucking Decore, Capu, and Dini are a fucking jail gang. Yeah. They're the fucking... They're the ones they're on the, the weights. Yeah, just punching iron whereas, with teardrops tattooed on whereas, their fucking nutsacks. Whereas Torreira's the little, um, like, he-she one in the jail yard. 
know. Look, I thought Torreira. Yeah, look, I thought Torreira got. You fun. know, like the. I, the I little... thought Torreira and. Mm. I, no, you go. Sorry. I was gonna say, like, you know, the little gay Hispanic one that they had in. Um... Edjo, do you like to maybe come see me in the it was... showers later on? What was it? Um, the American version of um, fuck. They made two movies. Two movies the same. There was the Vinnie Jones one. And then there was the American. Mean, mean Machine. Yeah, mean Machine. Which and, was excellent. And then there was then the, there was the American, American one, which is shy. House. Good popular culture. Fucking bring back Toby. But. Anyway. Jacker and Torreira. <laughs> so, Decore, fucking Kapu, and Dini did an absolute job on them. They for did. me. They did. And I thought that Jacker and Torreira were both really good with the ball. And I thought they got fucked a bit without it. I also thought they were really ineffective with it. Um, as far as being penetrative, as far as being penetrative, fuck, penetrative. as far as being penetrative, <sighs> word, it's fucking book words, Max, book words, penetrative, <laughs> penetrative, Pen- did I get it? Penetrative, penetrative, say penetrate, penetrate, penetra. Penetrative. Penetrative. There you go. So, as far as being penetrative... Fuck! (sighs) Anyway, I didn't think that they penetrated. Yes. They were not forceful. They were not. With with the fault. With their penetration. With their... Yeah, basically, the penetration didn't penetrate. With their forward thrust. Yeah, they... Fuck. They didn't thrust good. No. Their thrust wasn't good, yeah. No. Okay, so that points... That points... That's points ruined. But basically, moral of the story, they got fucked. They were the jail wives, yeah? I felt they were the jail wives. They were. I thought that that was where Watford really won it. And I thought that became evident as well with how really heavily involved Bellerin and Monreal were. Yeah. Because that was just where the, where the space was. That's that's right. You know? and, and can I but make there was a no one... point on the, um, on the midfield domination? Does it involve um, penetration? No, it's more okay. the receptacle. <laughs> it is that who is being penetrated. Correct, and and it was it, Jacques's inability to beat the press. You know, the one-footedness was what led to the errors. You know, I th- think this is really really interesting because there's a there are not a lot of guys. There's a couple of guys on Twitter who I I often really like what they say. They're not like big big name big podcasty names or something, mm. but. Those two guys were both shitting in Jacker's mouth this week. They got told to shut the fuck up on Twitter, people throughout the stats. But they essentially both said that. That they thought... Stats that his, lie. His... Stats can be Yeah, yeah. They, they Both of them thought that he had a shocker. I mean, pe- people gave Jacker man of the match. Mm. Oh, look, I didn't think he was horrible. He was middle of the range for me. But I also thought, you know, our Lieutenant Dan is done. Lieutenant Dan is divisive. Oh, I, if, I'm a Lieutenant regardless. Dan fan. But, you know, in this game... In this context, and and we have to review the match that's in front of us, not you know from everything else. Um, their press was so good, and they they are some big boppers, and they they fucking ran their ass off. They pressed from the front, you know their their midfield combination. They just they just pushed us hard, and and our midfield kind of whimpered, and Jack's inability to get out of tight spaces because of the one-footedness. And he did some good things. Um, and Torreira, you know, although I love his incisive, and he is the one that can can 
well, so can Xhaka, but Torreira's got this lovely, quick, slicing, forward ball. Um, He's got that little Cruyff turn, Cruyff turn. No, well, that well that's Cazola the thing. That, that Torreira is better in a tight press, but he, you know, he got let down partly because of his four-foot two-edness. Um, his what? Four-foot two-edness. What the fuck is that? He's small. Oh, you know. okay. I'm thinking four four two. No, it was it was kind of a play on that, but you know, I'm basically calling him a, a short ass. And he got overrun a bit, you know, and then he got a got, bit got got smashed. And then he got a, a bit and then he got well. a bit dirty and he tried to fucking do the South American thing and get Dini sent off and he left one on Dini as well that was like a, a reasonably oh, high he, he was very close inside of his car. He was very close to getting sent off. He, that he motherfucker is going to spend some time on the on the bench yeah. this year. He's our new flim flam. Yeah, he's gonna flim flam. He's gonna flim flam the <laughs> shit out of it. Um, I guess. Oh, I just I just had some some massive man love for flim flam then against. You know Spurs. you know I was a huge Flamini fan. Do you remember? You know like do you remember when we we crying out for so many years for a defensive midfielder? And somehow Flim Flam comes back into the team. We'd forgotten about him for a couple of years. He'd turn into comes like in against some, comes in against comes Tottenham. in against points points and yells at a lot of people. <laughs> back five and then comes in and like fucking runs and two foot someone and we're like we've got it we've got our defensive midfield and then <laughs> and then we realised it wasn't. The case. I loved Flamini first time around and I loved him second time around. <laughs> uh, Toby, just a little bit. On your banging man. We um, need a soundbite for that, by the way. Yeah, I know. I just need, I just need Sol Campbell going. Oh, you banging man. Um, <laughs> but just a little bit on your banging man. Um, what is the plan? Is it a matter of he will maybe play better if there is at least one winger on the pitch? Yes. If there is at least one. Mikatarian slash Awobi slash Welbeck getting to the byline and cutting balls back for him to hit? Is that yes. the simple answer to him working yes. and still being up front? Yes. And I don't think, and, and I have to give credit to um, Paul or Posy My Pants, whatever the fuck his name is, for saying this. I don't think it's about ditching two players straight away from that front three. It's about ditching one and trying to get the best That's out of That's right. Two. That's right. That's right. I tell you what, in the first couple of games, Aubameyang looked better with Mkhitaryan in the team. Oh, of course he did. He had more, he had more chances. And he fluffed, and he fluffed chances just because of the cutback. Because that's Aubameyang's baby, I reckon, that cutback. You look at his 100 goals or his 98 goals for Dortmund, it was all... Balls across the face with him using his pace on the shoulder of the player. I can't wait to see him playing himself into form because he didn't really get that opportunity. He was very, he was very good in a in Europe. Yeah. He was very good. No, he, he was. He, he was. He looked like fucking Henri. He Europe. did. He did. So, let's let's go back to your. Point. So, so point being, we leave him and Lacazette. No, 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 no. Point being, if Aaron Ramsey goes out of the team. Arsenal win the Champions League. Oh yeah, well that's that's the only possible outcome. Aubameyang, Ramsey goes out of the team. Aubameyang scores thirty goals. 
Awobi comes in, he's we player bring, of the year. We bring Flamini back to play as left back for our injury Flam, I bring Flim Flam back as a squad player tomorrow. Tomorrow <laughs> I would. I don't even know where he's playing. Is he playing in Turkey? I think he's playing in Turkey no, well, or he, something he, like that. He joined Palace last year, but he never got a much of a run. Anyway, so what we need to do is instead of removing two variables at once... Let's remove one and see if we can still get the most right. out of these that's two guys right. playing up that's top. That's right. And we need to partner someone with Bellerin because this is just getting fucking And ridiculous. I think that Urzel in that free 10 will start to build something with you banging man. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because I'm, I'm convinced that maybe, like people got Lacazette a bit wrong, that in some ways we've got you banging man wrong. Mm-hmm. In the mm. sense that people think that you banging man's gonna make these like Walcottian runs. He won't. You know where where someone slides a ball in between right back and centre back or left back and centre back, and that you banging man's gonna Although bend he's got a the run. Ability and... to do that. I, I no, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying more. that that's not his. I'm just saying that that's not his bag. I'm not saying mm. that he's not going to be capable of doing it. I'm just worried if like Lacazette. And it does show we the value it, of that arced run. I, I truly it, it think that's underappreciated. Don't get me started on Theo. <laughs> Seriously. Fucking love him. Come back, buddy. We'll give you a contract. Incidentally, Theo in this team would have been excellent. Just, just fucking saying, as an option, just saying. Except he wouldn't press. Except he wouldn't press or at defend. all. Yeah. Or probably, you know, play. Yeah. At all. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Or not I just think to... I just think that like we got Lacazette wrong thinking Lacazette was a Defoe type player. I think in some ways maybe we got Ubanga Man wrong. Thinking that he was a guy who was gonna slide onto things or make runs through channels. I think Ubanga Man is so much more of a Defoe in the sense that we thought Lacazette was that a guy that finished things off. Mm. You know, and that's what he wants to do. And he's in the width of the six yard box and he's gonna pull to the back post, pull to the front post, pull back to the penalty spot. Mm. So I like where your head's at, and I've got to admit, I agree with you. Good. I don't think that you necessarily need to just just pull your banging man out, right? But I think that something has to happen to get him into the game, Mm -hmm. and whether that's a Welbeck, uh, a Mkhitaryan, or an Awobi, and an Ozil coming into the 10, if that's then going to get Bellerin back into the game from an attacking perspective like he was in the first couple of weeks, Mm. then go for it. Uh, That's... It has to be done. It has to be done. So, Max, I've put a couple of questions to you before we get into the three, two, ones, um, which I have a feeling we're going to somehow manage to repeat ourselves on a few points <laughs> with. Um, I think we've been better this week than in past weeks of repeating ourselves. So I think so. We're getting, it's, we're, it's, we're getting better. It's all gold. It's all gold. Yeah. <laughs> um, but a pretty big deal. So. Firstly, I'll just add a little bit of a introduction into this about how amazingly right we were about the check form. Um, and it took everyone else to start with the love in after Czech's performance last week and finally acknowledge that he'd actually been one of our best performers and leaders um, for the first couple of months of the season. So... Just bringing in the point, what a loss to ourselves, but also to the man himself. I mean, how do you feel 
about the the check injury with the with the with the twinned hamstring early in the second half. It was a bad ping, wasn't it? From a from a hamstring, it looked like a bad ping. So well, he went down straight away. I don't believe for a second the two or three week thing. I I would say he's five to six weeks out. As you get older, your your muscles. And what does that mean? What does that mean for well, a guy well, I'll, who I'll, t- has... I'll, I'll tell I'll tell you. There's two there's two things that that I'm sad about it on two different points. I'm sad about it from an Arsenal perspective, for a start, because I don't think that Leno was meant to come in right now. I don't think it was meant to be this quick. And I think that if you listen back to all of our early pods, especially the first month, you know, when people were fucking slagging the shit out of the man and you and I were really banging that drum saying, no, he's been good, he's been good, he's been good. Um, You know, I know there's still this narrative about his passing and how he looks rushed, but I've actually felt that Czech had improved week on week. And I think that without this injury in another three or four weeks, I kind of think that we'd be talking about how's Leno going to get into the team, and don't forget the organisation of the backline as well. So well, not only that, but just the just the leadership, the leadership as well, and not only that, the, just the saves. I, I almost guarantee you that if you put Leno in goal, I, I'll make this really bold point. I don't think Arsenal are, are seven in a row with Leno in goal. Oh well, because I think I don't Czech think... has literally bailed us out. Of pro- personally bailed us out. I think I've had a man of the match in three games this year. We played five Premier League games. I think I've had a man of the match in mm. like two points in one and three points in in two games. Well, look, I I agree with you on on those points mainly. That's not me saying that I don't like or I don't believe in Leno. I think Leno did a. a fucking bang up job when he came in I think he looked like everything that people who watched him in Germany told us you know good on reaction saves good with his feet but a couple of times when the ball came into the box he didn't dominate that area no. he missed a bad one that bounced in front of him he sort of punched oh, it look, one when, true, I, when and I thought I, he should yeah. have caught it yeah and that's where Czech has been amazing the dom- the domination of the area yeah you know I had one of my points was Czech dominant in his area clear, cleaning guys out confident, confident. I've seen him. and then his hamstring you know I would said, I would say you. this is the best yeah I would say this is the best I've seen him in an Arsenal performance shirt. in an Arsenal shirt not this game but as a as a body of work as a block, mm. so how how big of a loss do I think it is? I think it's a I think it is not as big a loss as what it would have been in the past when you were going from uh, fucking Czech to Espina. Yep. But I true. don't think it's like there are people on Twitter like jumping up and down like this is the best thing that could have happened, and I'm like, you cunts are gonna eat those fucking words. Yeah. Oh, well, look, let, let's get behind it. I hope, new, I hope that keeper, these cunts but... don't eat their words. I hope that these cunts don't eat their words. I do. Can't. Because Leno's the future. Can't. Because Leno's the future. Right? I get that. 100% I get that. I just thought the Czech deserved a lot more respect during the time when he was in form. Oh, hell and it yeah. pissed me off that people slagged the shit out of him, only started giving him a break this week and saying, oh, hasn't Czech been good? Yeah, like these same dumb fucks who slagged the shit out of him. No, no, for sure. I, look, I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And and I felt a genuine, you know, hurt for the man, you know. But I mean, true professional. He didn't give a shit about himself. He walked off. He welcomed Leno on the team. Sat down, gave Leno a hug. 
the dude's a fucking champion. I, I love having him. I, in, I don't in think Pedder gets back into the the Premier League team now unless Leno has a fucking horse. Yeah, yeah. The genderless you know, mayor. Yeah. Unless he gets unless he gets fucking raped by a horse, I don't think the checks coming back in. So our, our next point before we go on to the three two ones, what about um that guy Danny? Well, you know what? It it kind of follows on a little bit from what you were just talking about. You know, about how the media and the Arsenal fan base all of a sudden have all decided that Danny Welbeck's a good player. After and oh, why haven't him off. why haven't we fucking signed him up after slagging the shit out of him? Even our own in the fellow podcasters, I have to say. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, Danny Welbeck's nothing. Danny Welbeck's this. Danny Welbeck's sell him, that. Sell him. Oh, Ed, get 20, oh, sell him. Get fifty. Get fifteen million pound for yeah. him. You know, it, yeah. he'd be a steal at oh, fifteen shoot, million. He's fucking Bambi on And Toby, ice. you can support me in saying this. I said very early on, didn't I? Very early on that I thought that he was an Emery-type player and that I thought he'd earn a contract. Begrudgingly, Max, as much as I hate to acknowledge your intelligence in any form. I did shit myself this week. Well, I'm glad you bring it back to the common denominator or or your true self. But you did call this before a ball had even been kicked, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. I said that for Emery systems to work... He needs hard-running wide players. At least a hard-running wide player. Who offers you everything? Know, you know, and and the thing is, it's not like Emery's going to the bench, right? And pulling Danny on to give us a long ball target or to, you know, give us another way out. It's nil all against Watford. And he's bringing Danny on to get him a goal. Danny scored four goals this year. He's Arsenal's top scorer. I know, and he had a and he had a dis- disallowed goal for England as well. Yeah, and he won the ball in the middle of the park to release. I've forgotten who it was oh, in I've, front of I, him. I have a description written down. <clears throat> so, Urzel, goal, great finish, great work, Danny. Layoff to Lacker, to Awobi. Wobes feeds Lacker with a through ball. Lacker squares for a lovely finish from Urzel. Now that the entire thing was created from from Danny's press, winning of the ball and feeding Lacquer for the original layoff. So that that was a substitution that shows his potential. And we have to... And we in have front to, of Mikatarian. And, and we, in front no, of Mikatarian when to compare, for a goal. We also have to compare Danny and his power to a Bamiyang, to your banging man. And I really feel this is where... Um, the Premiership is kind of swallowing up your banging man coming from the left because he's just lacking that power and physicality. You know, he's he's fucking 29. This isn't his game. How, you know, the what a wing forward has to do defensively, attackingly, um, partnership-wise, um, you know, physicality-wise... You know, this this is where players like Danny and Awobi, you know, your Mane's. They may not be Danny and Awobi may not be the best players in the squad. No. But they will make our good players play better for what they That's do right. for the formation so we and have what to, they do so for the So we have balance. to go overall balance. So So I just wanted before... to give everyone I just wanted to give everyone two middle fingers 
and fuck you for being Danny Bashers. Two middle and fingers now come, or two middle two fingers. fingers. Two two fingers. My middle fingers are up. Mm. Fuck you. And for being flippy floppy motherfuckers. You know, oh I or Danny shit. I'll sign him up. I wanted to say, always love you, Danny. I love you, that guy. I think you're changing things. And I'd be very, very surprised if he doesn't have a contract soon. And there very is, surprised. And there, oh, well, good, good for bringing it back onto that contract point. Because that, that, very, was, that very was the surprised. crux of where we were going. So, very surprised if he doesn't end up with a contract. I mean, why wouldn't you? The guy's 28? No, not even. 27. 27? There, I've come back to this point before. In the Champions League semi-final, there's a reason Ferguson chose Danny on the left wing over Rooney. Let's close it yep. there. So, yep. Danny for a new contract, we would be absolutely the R word that we're not allowed to say anymore because it's un-PC. The what? The R word. Right. We're not allowed to say retarded. And I just oh, it. would be absolutely retarded for us not to sign him as, as this incredible squad player. And I think he doesn't mind being a squad player. Neither. I think he's okay being a squad player. I think he looks at a season. I think he likes being at a big club. He's always been at a big club. I think he knows that if he goes to another club, it will be to a small club. And I think he's... Do you know who he is? He's Nwanko Kanu. That's a pretty good um, analogy. I love that motherfucker. You know, he's a guy who is really good in his own right, in a good team. And when he gets and a run on, not, when he gets a yep, run on, he's when he gets a run on, he's a bad if, motherfucker. If he does not, you know, and that I just I that think that he could leap. fill that he could fill that Nwanko Kanu role, mm. who sat behind Burkamp and Omri quite mm. happily, and still played 20, 25 games a year, and still contributed with goals. And we need those players. That's what a and you that's need them because those squad players are harder to buy than first team players. Sometimes it's easier to buy a guy on the knowledge that he's going to play. Mm. And it's harder to buy a good guy on the knowledge yeah. that he's not And that leaping, play. that leaping salmon header was fucking Oh, it was sexual. fucking delicious. Wasn't it delicious? And he scored some nice goals this year, man. Like his first goal, that little swivel and, and hit goal, the leaping salmon header. Well, the leaping salmon uh, header was similar to the Leicester one where we fucked ourselves that year where we should have won the title. Yeah, where, anyway. I, where Victoria never forgave me for that because I was fucking hammered and Danny scored and I like went running into the bed and like grabbed her by the head and was like, that guy, Danny! <laughs> Which anyone who knows Victoria, she is not impressed by that sort of thing. Three, two, ones, one, two, threes. Toby, um, we've already been going for an hour. We said it was going to be an express episode. We're basically on track to complete the episode in a normal amount of time, which is fine. Shout out to the twelve boys. Shout out to the twelve boys. Um, three, two, ones, one, two, threes. Toby, three points for you in this game. Positive three points. Your man of the match. Can I have him? And can I have why? Alex Iwobi. Really? Well, he changed the game. Look, on any other day, I wouldn't be giving three points for an overall performance. He only played bloody. 30 minutes the and only had a, and it also coincides with some of our worst play the re- the re- <laughs> the reason he's there is less about an incredible overall performance but just what he brings and hopefully a justification of of what happens where you play natural people in somewhat natural positions instead of shoehorning in a bunch of names so look 
he he changed the game. He squared the ball for you know he was involved in both goals, um, heavily and yep. That's, that's I wanted to go a little bit different this week, and uh, and I, I'll tell you why I wanted to go a little bit different this week, is because I've, I've become really really sick of watching people put up their their player ratings. You know that you know the ratings out of ten that so many people put up every week. Mm. And well, shout time, out to Football Three Six Five because they refuse absolute, to do absolutely, it. absolutely, absolutely, um, but as we embark on giving people player ratings. But <laughs> don't shout out to the Ars Brothers, they're dicks. Um, but I, I, I kind of, I, I not called a few people out, but I, I responded to a few people on Twitter this week saying, you know, a lot of people, for example, scoring Urzel really high, you mm. know, and, and this comic scoring Lacazette really high. And, and this, 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 this common narrative that, you know, for you to score, you know, out of 10, you know, a 7 plus, you need to have goals and assists or like very incisive moments. Mm. And I think sometimes you're, you're really hard. It's a Premier League. Some, yeah, it is. And sometimes you're a really hardworking guy and your overall guy gets overlooked. So I gave my three points this week to Bellerin. Wow. I thought he had a smashing wow. game. Yeah, I know. And do you know what? I, I I thought that he made his tackles. He tracked back and closed down his channel a lot. He won a few duels. Yeah. Early on, he was really getting forward. He had no help getting forward. And he, he got forward and he whipped a couple of really good crosses. And he whipped a couple of dog shit crosses in, but he kept, whipped a couple of really good crosses I was frustrated with his dog early shit crosses, on. I have to say. Yeah. Look, one of them was with his left foot. I remember right? that one. One of them was his left was foot shy. and it was on the half volley and he kind of chipped it up and it was shy. But before that, he whipped in one to the back post, which no one followed in. And he smashed another one across the face, which flashed. Mm. But I wanted to give Hector three points based on the fact that I thought he worked his fucking hole off. He held down the right-hand side to himself for the entire game. Yeah, respect. And I thought in respect. another game, I thought in another game he would have, in another game he'd have got an assist and people would have been talking about him in, in that manner. Yes, because and, and you know anyone who's said, listened yeah. to me early on, I fucking slagged him off a lot in the first three oh, you weeks. Shit in his mouth for like seven. You know, months. he's eaten my shit for a number of weeks, and it was the first game where, one of the first games where I was like, I think you're steadily improving. I will mm. not shit in your mouth this week, mm. and I've given Hector my three points. But I thought I needed to give that well, like good on you that... because I'm sure Hector was um, incredibly worried about your opinion of him. <laughs> But, um, I actually think he scored really well, and statistically, no, no, but respect, actually, respect. statistically, he scored quite well as well. A lot of passes. I think he was in Arsenal's top three Couldn't. for passing accuracy. Yep. yep. You know, yep. really holding down a side by himself. That's I, right. I think That's when right. you put someone else in front of Hector, he will excel. Who he can, who he can jazz off. Yep. I, I think he'll excel. Yep. So that was my three. Yep. Toby, who did can, you have for your two? Can I just put in one um, one other thing with with Bellerin? The, the person he was linking with in the first half was actually Lacazette. And I feel like we were playing like some pseudo 4-4-2 slash 4-2-2-2. And somehow Lacazette was going out to the right and Aubameyang had actually pushed 
into a central position or a left central position. The heat map where, I saw, we were heavy left side dominant again. Mm, so it might have happened a little bit. It did. It was but only the, a the heat of map. Time. The heat map. I, the heat map I saw was basically Monreal, Aubameyang, Lacazette all bunched together in a three on the left. Yeah. From the center to the left. Yeah. And then Özil and Ramsey on the left. Yeah. And then Granite on the left. Yeah. Well, Özil and like, Özil passed to Bellerin like once. Or yeah, and like not that. and not and not to mention um, something like seventy percent of our attacks have been going down the left. Yeah, it's, this year. it's, it's annoying. Very left side dominant. It's annoying. And there was another interesting thing at one point actually moved Jack onto the right when so Aubameyang he could open up onto, his left foot. Yeah. And Aubameyang went onto the right, and mm. that actually coincided with one of our better times as well. True. But I read that I didn't see it, so no, I didn't no. want to bring it up. No, no, for sure, for sure. Toby, um, two points. Toby, two points for you. Who did you have and why? Well, I'm going to go straight Fantasy Premier League and go Ozil. Oh, I really stuck my foot in it for that one. Cool, man. No, I have more reasons why? than that. I just wanted to make yep. you feel bad. So okay. in, in the first half, he was actually finding pockets of space independently. And I actually thought he was the only guy with the quality to beat their press. So I actually found him very necessary to to our game at that time. I thought he was pretty fucking anonymous in the first half, dude. He, but I did write down that he had when he had touched the ball. That's right. I did write down this, a couple of times this that was every the time same. he had touched the ball, yeah. I was like, you look a class above everyone yeah. else. This Two is, or three really good moments. This is actually the same as me. So I'd written the same thing in terms of the anonymity. I got that out. I don't know if it deserves two points, but... I haven't finished. When Iwobi comes in to the game... And Urgil, Urzel finds Urgil. his... Urgil. Cousin Urgil. <laughs> finds his natural habitat. And all of a sudden things start happening and, you know, he starts dictating the game. He finds pockets of space. He brings other people into it. People start running off him and that's exactly what needs to happen. And I think we have to credit the finish as well. Better finish. I saw another angle of that. Better finish than people give him credit for. Absolutely. Now, he, he's done a couple of those now. So, I'm I'm giving two points not only for the Fantasy Premier League ratings, but I'm giving it to for an improved performance and a bit of a um, penetration of Ramsey's behind in terms penetration. of... Well, well, this this is the theme of our pod. Okay, so my two points, Toby, I actually gave to Rob Holding. A lot of people gave Rob Holding man of the match. I'm pretty surprised you didn't find a space for him in your three or your two. I really struggled not to give him my man of the match. I, I'd kind of maybe already preset this narrative in my head about mm. me wanting to me wanting to find points for Bellerin because of how hard I thought he worked. But Rob Holding, nine recoveries, seven clearances, three interceptions, one block. The stats speak for themselves. I thought he was really big. And in a way, I thought that the most important thing that he did was take the shit from his ass and make Mustafi eat it. He made Mustafi <laughs> eat his shit. Wow. Wow, that's that's an eloquent turn of phrase. When you're trying to break into a team and there's a guy there who's considered to be the senior guy, the guy with the German caps... You're the guy who was being spoken about going out on loan, whether you get in the team, and you make them eat your shit that heavily. I think that's just big balls. Well, I think, I think big that, Yorkshire balls. Yeah, well, 
Yorkshiremen do have a big set of balls. There's many, many examples through sporting history. Um, I think that brings back to my calmness to your original question at the top of the pod. That's why I was happy to see Holding. I've, I have some faith and confidence in him, you know, from his past performances. He's always played above any expectation. Um, so, yeah, fair, fair play to him. Uh, Toby, one point. Uh, who'd you have and why? I think we just discussed it. That was holding for me. Oh, awesome. So, and I had a Wobie. So. Mm, well, just bringing back to my previous point on Urzel, the reason Urzel um, just pipped it over holding for me was that when I was banging on about that penetration stuff, it was the penetration of Rambo. So it was in terms of who should be playing the number 10 role. And we've been saying it for weeks, you know, we've got a guy in a long-term contract. His ceiling is, is huge. I, I know you can't always have a true number 10 anymore. But he has moments in games where you just notice this ceiling very quickly. It's yep. a little touch, a little drop of the shoulder. And he's a little... done that a couple of times. He hasn't had the best run of it, but he's also had a guy stealing his fucking turf, literally. Um, you he know, really needs to st- take the shit from his ass and ram it in someone's mouth. I think there's some fetish territory going on. It, it's not. It's not, right? I, I wrote... Do you know what my first note was before the game even kicked off? Shit ass and mouth. <laughs> no. It was Urzel needs to fuck... It was Urzel needs to fuck Ramsey today. Mm. Right? That was my... my before the, the ball even got kicked off, that was the first note I wrote down. I'd had a few yeah. beers. But I was like, I, I was, I wanted Urzel to put down a marker, a shit marker, if You're you will. You're a fucking prophet. Um, a shit marker, if you will, was what I, I wanted Urzel to put down and say, and say, <laughs> shit. Uh, no, it sounds like a mis- boys comments. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mowing the air, Ran, Ran. <laughs> so wings of shit, Mr. Leahy. Oh, brilliant. Anyway, I wanted him to put a down shit, a shit marker. A shit marker. Right? So I think, in a way, what he did when he moved into that 10 is very similar to what Holding did to Mustafi. Yeah. I think throughout the entire team, you've got little battles going on, little little arguments going on. If Emery has done anything really well, yeah, if Emery has done anything really well that I've noticed, he's created. I think that he's fighting. created competition yeah. and he's let players know if you feel the need to shit in someone's mouth... Lay down a shit marker. Lay down a shit marker, right? And I'll pick you. I think Lacazette laid down a shit marker very early on the year. I don't think Lacazette was meant to be doing what Lacazette's doing. Lacazette laid down a shit marker on a banger. Laid down a shit marker on your banger man. He was like, you banger man, eat this shit. Go stand on the left. You know, I like that. I don't think we've had that for so long. That's what worries me so much about the fact that despite all the shit we've spoken about Ramsey and all the stuff about Awobi, I'm so worried that next week we're going to run out against Fulham and it's going to be the same fucking 11. Mm. Yeah, well, let, let's, you know, and, and let's prove wait me wrong. For that. Prove me wrong, Emery. Anyway, so uh, in case you missed that, I had a Wobie for a one. Um, Toby had holding for a one. Uh, for a Wobie, I just had came on, ran hard, did his job, changed the game. What more yeah. do you need? Yeah. Uh, which brings us into our negative points for the week. So I had a couple of 
different, like one different one for my negatives. And again, it comes back to that thing I was talking about with, with Bellerin. So I kind of looked at that for, for a couple of mine this week. And my negative one, I actually gave to Torreira. Mm. I didn't like what he was about during the game. I thought he was a bit divey, a bit whingy, kept going down. He got fucking smashed off the ball. And I thought that him and Xhaka, I, I, I'm not technically, tactically astute enough to work out why, but I thought that they got run over in the middle of the park. And I didn't like the way he went about his business. It didn't endear him to me this game. Every game he's been played, he's systematically been endearing me to him more and more. Mm. And in this game, he didn't. Mm. And it was the way he went about his business. It was the way he went about the battle. It was a bit South American for me. And I think that in the Premier League, we might see Torreira come a bit undone against, you know, your Huddersfields and your Watfords and, you know, your old kind of stoky kind of teams. I didn't necessarily feel he was up for the fight. He was up for the niggle. Does that make sense? Mm, Look, I... I don't entirely agree with you. I, I think he was up for it, and I absolutely loved him. But I feel after that first yellow, that really took away some of the bite out of his game because he couldn't do it anymore for fear of the second. And, But I do agree with you. Like There was the petulance, and there was the diviness, and there was trying to get Dini sent off, which didn't endear me to him. And like we always say, you know, negative one isn't always like necessarily like... That guy was bad. No, no, sell him, kill him. Yeah, I don't want to sell him. I don't want to kill him. I don't want to drop him from the team. I don't want to bring Genduzi back in. But I do miss talking about his sideshow Bob Ballhand. He just got a negative one. Yeah. Right, because of that's what I saw and that's what I didn't like. Who did you give a negative one to, Toby? I gave it to Troy Deeney's jail wife. Mustafi. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Not, um, not because, look, I'm not going to jump on the Mustafi hatred. I, I feel oh, I, fu- I fucking am. I I'm going to jump all over him in a minute. I feel that he is a small central defender and he needs to defend on the front foot, but none of his endearing qualities came through in he this game. He is a defender was... in a three for me every day of the Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Now, let me just Every day of the point. week. Oh, I agree with you completely. His distribution, which is usually one of his key or positive attributes, was was off from ball one when he kicked it straight into touch. He fouled needlessly in silly areas and gave a, a very big team who's astute at set pieces multiple opportunities and switched off a few times in, in quite stupid ways and got bailed out by his much younger, much less experienced partner who so, made him eat his shit yes anyway i will not elaborate more because i have a feeling which drags me into my negative two as you were just about to say mustafi this cunt is going to give me a fucking heart attack before the end of the year <laughs> yeah. right yeah seriously bro yeah the misplaced passes alone in the last couple of weeks are something that has really done me in because one of the reasons why he's in the team is because, because of his passing ability. Yeah. Right? And he keeps... The point is he kicked the first fucking ball of the day out. The set first the ball tone. of the day. Yeah. He kicked it out and set the tone. He had another one where... He, I, I can't remember whether it was Czech or Leno. 
There was another one where he kicked the ball out as well. There was a midfield pass that went to nowhere. And the repetitive fouling in areas where you don't... I, I, I've got no issue in fouling if you're, you know, up on the halfway line. It's a high press, and if the guy turns you, you're fucked. Mm. But when it's sort of 30 yards out from goal and it's that prime free kick territory, and one of them nearly came to a goal from Dean. It was a massive save from from Byrne yep. To, yep. To, to save it. I couldn't believe that got saved. That was a ridiculous save. Oh, it was a um, great save. It was a great save. And it but that was from a Mustafi. That was from Mustafi jumping all over the back of, I think it was Gray. Again, I think it was twice it was Gray he was all over the back of. Yeah. You know, and I just thought it was, I just thought it was shit. And not only that, but he has the face of a cunt. There's something about his face that makes you think not only is he not good at defending, but he's a cunt. He's not likable. He he's not. He's got a an he's got a BDI a BDI fucking whingy like, like, like you know people are having like a joke and he's the sort of guy who walks in while people are having an in joke and he's like, hey guys, what are we laughing about? You know, and you're like, fuck off, you can't. <laughs> We're laughing about something else and you fucking ruined it. You fucking beard and your beady eyes. Fuck off and learn how to defend. <laughs> Anyway, also, also that, also that about Mustafi, he just kind of looks like he'd be an annoying fucker. Yeah, well, I've <laughs> never got that. I, I always thought he was pretty well spoken, speak, speaks multiple languages. No, 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 no. no. Hey okay. guys, what, what are we laughing about, huh? Can I join in with you? <laughs> are we going to dinner tonight? Who's paying? <laughs> you know, and everyone's like, oh fuck, shocked around Mustafi's coming, fucking. With his beard and his cunt face. His beard and his cunt face. Uh, Moving negative on. three, Toby. Negative no. three. Well, who did you have? You've missed my negative two for a start. So how about... Who? Oh, how about sorry. Start Let's... That one. It's quite all right. Negative two. Okay. Um, negative two, Toby. Negative two. Who do you have and why? You're banging man. Look, the, the reason being, and I, I refuse to... Like you said, this, this is negative points. This is not a complete... Um, discrediting of his of his entire being. It, it, this this is not. The You're point. not discrediting his ability, his ceiling. It is simply a direct look at his effectiveness within the game. Correct, and one of, and and it's it's kind of a direct correlation with my score to a Wobi. He's just not suited to being out there with this current setup. Now he can be effective if he's tucking in from the left and being like a second striker from the left. But he does not have have the physicality to be, you know, ineffect my notes were ineffective, not strong enough. And this is a big thing for the Prem. Lost a bit of spark with Lacquer. Doesn't quite have that connection at the moment. And uh, and basically he is He's being screwed by his relationships on the pitch. You know, if if you have that proper wide player and he's tucking in, you've got Lacquer doing his dirty work because he actually is. Lacquer's becoming a good dirty work number nine. He's becoming a good premiership number nine, you know. So Lacquer does the hard work. He draws defenders. He fucks them about. He drops deep. You know, Abamyang sweeps in 
to the box, makes room for himself, and then finishes the move that happens from the right. That's where I see him. So this negative two is just because I'm sick of him being out-muscled and losing the ball on the left. And he he cashed out in this game. He moved I, over that's to the why right. I think That's why I think he came off. Yeah, People on Twitter were like, why did he come off? He needed to run in the middle. And oh, I'm he like, was dead. I reckon he was rooted. He was His dead. Were gone. I actually wanted Ober in the centre and Lacquer to come off. But Lacquer has got a year and a half of premium in him now or... So yeah, he's got running in him. That's right, and and your banging man, he was just dead on his feet. He was. He Look, was I had a point about your banging man, and it's actually why I didn't give him negative points. Mm. Oh, he did a couple of good things. There was this delicious no, had chip to do, for had nothing to do with Lacazette, what he did in the game. Missed a header. Go on. No, nothing to do with <coughs> what he did in the game. I didn't give him any negative points because I'm starting to feel so sorry for him. Because I think it is the system that's failing him. I don't think he's failing the system. Well, I, I agree with you completely. So I just, this week, I just thought, you know what? Like how I started, how I was talking about Bellerin and I was talking about... Doing you know, your main guys, job. Doing doing your main job, doing your mm. jobby job, you know, and why I gave Bellerin that three points and why I gave Torreira a negative one point this week. You know, if I look at my negatives, you know, Torreira was playing in his preferred position. I didn't like something he did. Mustafi was playing in his preferred position. I didn't like something he did. Yeah. I've yeah. been giving you banging man negative points for maybe two or three weeks on the run. And I just mm. got to a well, point where I'm the worst I, for it. I, I feel I, I feel just got guilty. to a point no. this week where I thought, you know what? The system really needs to change to allow you you to play because in Europe mm. you were smashing, mm. hit a little scissor kick into the bar, mm. you know, dropped a shoulder and dipped one like Henri, did a guy, mm. beat a guy, curled one into the bottom corner, mm. you know. So that's why I didn't give him negative points. That's not me saying in any way that I disagree with you or anyone else giving him negative points. No, no. Look, I, I agree with you too, and and I'll just put put this statement in there you know he is still scoring goals and assisting in spite of him being played in a position that doesn't suit him at all i don't think it's a position that doesn't suit him i think it's a system combination correct that doesn't correct. suit him within that system correct he can play on that left-sided role but in this current, absolutely yeah. but i yeah. also think the fact that everything is going down the left all of the time so the build-up is going down the left because Mm. It's the side that Xhaka prefers. Mm. And he's got Xhaka no, likes yeah. to go down that end, and yeah. then he ends up down through Monreal. Yeah. I just think that if you, I think if you switch your banger man over to the right, you start Awobi off the left, mm. and we're still that seventy percent dominant. I think Awobi is more likely to combine better with Monreal and have more power and ping balls into the middle and cut balls back, and your banger man's going to have more chance to hit them. Mm, yeah, that's, see, that, I, I don't. I don't know. That, I, I, I don't do know you know what? That. That's what I'd like to see because I, I've never really liked a Wobi off the right. I know he, he did well off the right, but I've never really liked a Wobi off the right. And if we're going to continue to be seventy percent dominant down the left channel, I don't like a banging man involved so much in the build up. I want him on the end of things. If he's going to be on the end of things, he needs to be on the other side. Mm. I disagree. But let's carry on. Because we're coming up to the hour and a half mark. Yeah, good express now. episode, champ. Good express episode, mate. Um, I think we negative both three know points where for this you, Toby. Going. I think we both know where we're going to go. You say it first. Okay, well, let's say it together. 
One, two, three, Ramsey. Ramsey. <laughs> I wrote, time to fuck off to the Cup Squad, son. Do it now. Yeah. I just wrote, I'm over it. Not, yep. you know, I don't even have any issue. I'm over it as a narrative. Yeah, yeah. I'm I, over it, mm. like, I'm over it as a constant. Yeah, me too. I, I Look, I, I have never truly disliked the Rambo thing. I was always, I, I know there's always a, a, a sides chosen with Arsenal fans, and I was always more of a Jackie fan than a Ramsey fan. But you know our reasons for not enjoying him in our team. For all the good that he does, for the lack of work he does in terms of his defensive duties for the team. So put all that aside, it is not working in the number 10. And I'm just over it. And I would just like to say that this is not some flip-flop thing from Toby and I. Like both of us, we don't agree on everything. But both of us have been banging on for a long time. When he was playing as a number eight, we had issues with him as number eight because of his inability to sit. And as number ten, we've had issues with him. So, uh, like I was sort of cracking yeah, it before thought it was about Wenger, people, but he just fucking does. Well, whatever like I was saying before about people and me getting upset about people sort of slagging off Czech and then deciding they like him and then slagging off Welbeck and deciding they like him. Mm. I've not been on the Ramsey train for a long time. And if you remember, Toby, in his Purple Patch season, at the end of that Purple Patch season was the first time I started talking about this, where I started saying, this may not be the best thing for him. Mm. That this 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 maverickness, and we ran into that next season. And all of a sudden, he was goal hungry, and he wasn't getting, you know, four tackles a game mm. anymore. You mm. know, and, and and how much that's hurting. And maybe Wenger pandering to that too much. You know, he was undroppable basically. Look, I like I've said I've said it earlier, Toby, and, and this is running us into the the next, um. The next part, I guess, of, of the show anyway, you know, looking forward to the next game, which is Arsenal away at Fulham. Mm. And as we always do, we, we, we talk about lineups, mm. you know, what we think is going to happen. Because I think when we talk about lineups now, it's, really, it, it's so stupid to get into a, a conversation about what we'd like to see and what Arsenal fans would like to see. I think it's about what we think we will see. Mm. And I'm really worried what we're going to see is obviously Leno, because Czech's injured but that we're going to see Leno, Bellerin, Mustafi, Socrates, Mineral, Xhaka, Torreira, Rambo, Ozil, you bang a man, Lacazette. That, that's honestly what I think we're going to run out with. <laughs> because we're, we're going to Europe. I think he's going to take all the kids to Europe. I think he's going to take anyone with legs to Europe. Yeah. And I think it makes more sense for him to play the same 11 he's been playing. Yeah. Well, if we play the same back four, okay, so we'll say Rob Holding, you did amazingly, but we're going to stick one more game with Mustafi. Well, Rob Holding's got to go play in fucking Carabag. That's right, that's right. So... him, You would argue probably him and Mustafi are both going to play in Carabag. Oh, yeah, they kind of have to, don't they? There's they no have to. Because if Socrates is back, you're not going to risk him. Well, you certainly can't play Mineral there because he's fucked. Can't play Mineral. Kalasnak is going to play against Carabag. Mm. So Leno's going to have to play. Do you know what? I bet you Leno doesn't play. I bet you fucking what's-his-name plays. See, I would play Leno. I, I feel like a I keeper... Bet you, I bet you Emmy Martinez plays. Yeah, well, he needs to... See, I, I would I would play... I would play Jay Leno, for sure. I would... 
I think he needs to get his eye in. Yeah, he's had a couple of games, but let him play. A keeper well, can play it's a big, it's a big risk. So then again, well, you know, it's a big risk. If he gets injured, if he gets injured in the Premier League, he gets injured. If, if he, he gets does, injured he does, in fucking Carabag, he gets right. injured. I would actually you know, play. I would actually. I think he needs to get. Game. He needs the game time. So do I. So do I. I bet you, Amy Martinez plays. Because Unai Emery said in the press conference, we have three world-class keepers. Oh, well, how many fucking times have you heard that before? Yeah, it's very, very Vengarian. Very Vengarian. Very Vengarian. To bring it back, those two centre-backs are both going to play. Right? Mustafi and Holding are both going to play in Carabag. Right? Lichsteiner and Kalasenak. Yeah. You know, so I think guys like Awobi and Welbeck, who have less miles in the tank, are likely to play. There, I also think you bang a man is likely to play there because I think to not lose you bang a man mentally. Oh, oh no, that's fucking. I wonder huge, if he mate. plays you. I wonder if he plays you bang a man in Europe and he rests you bang a man against Fulham and plays a Wobi, Ramsey, and Urzel. Oh, that would just fucking suck. I would hate that team even more. Yeah, I just changed my mind. That's what I think is going to happen. I think he's going to play you banger man in, in the Carabag. No. And say and, and say go get some time, go get some goals, but I don't think he plays him next no, week. No, not him. not for that one. They've got a big big trip. They've got a big trip. So let, let's focus either, either on the that, Fulham either game that or you play either that or you play No, no, well one one leads into the other. Either that or you play that guy up top. You know, by himself. Mictarian and Awobi. Yep. And, and this brings me and, and this brings me back even more to the fact that I think at Fulham you're going to see essentially the same eleven. It's going to be the same team. You're still going to see Ramsey. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, I my my Fulham team. I think you've got enough squad to go there and maybe play like an Emil Smith Rowe or something out of the ten. Danny Smith Rowe and El Smith Rowe El Nenny. Yep, Danny plays centre forward. Um, Awobi will play. He'll come off the uh, bench against Fulham. Again. Yeah, well, Mikatarian can't play because he's um, the political thing. So that kind of sucks with that. Maybe uh, Reese Nelson's not there. I don't fucking Nika- know. Ned Nikatia. I don't. I don't. I don't know. But the team I want to see against Fulham would be. Lacazette, your banger man, Iwobi, Ozil out of the 10, Xhaka, Torreira, Monreal, Socrates, Mustafi or Holding, you know, whatever. I'd like to see Holding. It's of course, time to see of course we would. Bellerin but... and Burnt. So that's, that's yeah, what i that's, that, that's what I would like to see, exactly what you just said. Mm. Um, but that's not what I think is going to happen. Mm. Score, Toby? Just prediction for Fulham. We don't need to worry about Karabakh. Uh, I think we'll win. Um, let's say See, two. I've let's got say us. I've got. I've got us down for a two-all draw. Mm. I've. Got, I don't know why I've got this funny feeling that we're going to concede early goals and have to drag it back. Mm. Fulham are good going forward. That Michael Seri motherfucker is real good. Yeah, but they um, they haven't been playing well. They haven't been playing really well. I just think that we are. I just kind of get the feeling that we've actually systematically been playing a little bit worse mm. but they're not game. they're not great defensively so they put a lot of money into their go forward so that could be good for us uh yeah uh, you know hence the 2-2 two, two. Mm. i think there's goals for us and i, I think we i think we might run into trouble mm. um so for our express episode which has lasted exactly almost to the second as long in fact longer than what our normal recording <laughs> is um, so well done to Toby and I 
from us at Ask Brothers. Thank you very much. Again, we apologize. We've been MIA for the last three weeks. We are going to endeavor to try and get these podcasts out to you, uh, to all of our many, many listeners. Uh, we are also now on iTunes, so look us up on iTunes or any podcast provider that feeds, feeds from iTunes. Uh, just simply type in Ask Brothers. And as always, the pod will be up on SoundCloud for you guys to listen to. Toby, thank you so much. As always, great to talk to you. And to our listeners, guys, we will see you next week for another Ask Brothers Rankcast. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night.